Welcome to Navigating Change, the podcast from Tybal Education Consulting. This week on the show, the Information Technology Office is changing. No longer a simple service center to keep your laptop humming, today's IT office offers a striking portfolio of tools to help solve problems across the organization, provided leaders learn how to engage effectively. This week on the show, two guests from the University of Colorado IT office, Marin Stanek serves as Deputy CIO and Director of Academic Technology, and Ori Gardner serves as Director of Operations and Cloud Infrastructure for the Office of Information Technology. Together, they've authored a white paper titled Transformative IT, critical to our academic future, which outlines a number of areas in which the campus IT office has evolved and will continue to evolve to support the most critical challenges we face. Before we do that, head over to tybalink.com to learn more about our work in education. You can subscribe to the show for free, just click the blue button, and we'll let you know each time a new episode is released. And now I hand it over to Howard, sitting down with Marin Stanek and Ori Gardner. I want to give you a chance to introduce yourselves, but the overarching conversation here, as Pete introduced, is the evolving nature of IT in an academic institution. So I'll start with you, Marins. Tell us a little bit about yourself, and then we'll go to you, Ari. Thanks. My title is Director of Academic Technology and uh, Deputy CIO. And um, being at the university, I'm really focused on the teaching and learning mission of the campus and uh, the strategic direction. And um, I'm Ori Gartner. I'm the Director of Operations and Cloud Infrastructure here at CU. Uh, and what that entails is looking after the day-to-day Infrastructure, if you will, um, you can think of uh, on-prem, off-prem cloud services, wireless, wired networks, a lot of our facilities, um, and so the kind of the infrastructure of IT, if you will. You both wrote a paper, a white paper called Transformative IT, Critical to Our Academic Future. And part of this is really laying out the difference between three levels of IT. I'd love the two of you to first introduce what do we mean by these three levels? Yes, as, as described, we've, we've put together what we believe are, are three levels of IT. And that first level of IT is something we call infrastructure IT. And so what is meant by infrastructure IT? And this is what you would think of as your lower level of IT. Um, and this is really just a set of tools um, linked by a network. And it's really about fixing things that are broken, installing things, um, get, and the core of infrastructure IT, the most important pieces of it are around efficiency and speed yeah. to delivery. So for example, my laptop, you have a laptop there. You have a new piece of software you would need installed. You would expect if you can call the help desk that they would be able to install that for you. That's pretty basic infrastructure IT. Or you have a laptop and you can't get on the wireless network or you're teaching a class and you're struggling to connect something to the uh, projector overhead. Uh, th- th- again, th- these are infrastructure IT components. One expects to have that efficiency and speed and response, and they should work. And this has been sort of the foundation of, of an IT organization. For as long as IT has been an organization in education, Absolutely. just get, getting the hardware in, making sure that it's working so that people can get their jobs done. Exactly. And furthermore, it's, it's people would view this as it's been around for since the dawn of IT, this this role, and people kind of expect it to just exist and work. Yeah. In and, the background. In, in the background, yeah. exactly. They yeah. want you to come, s- sit up whatever, fix whatever it is, and then go back to the basement, please. Great. Mm-hmm. And that role potentially could be outsourced. 
could be. It doesn't, That's right. it doesn't connect it Absolutely. necessarily to that academic Absolutely. mission. So, Marin, what about level two? So that's when things get interesting because it basically takes those services that are really important to people to get their jobs done, but it links it to, um, and it creates value for the campus because it knits together things like um, access and how quickly people can access it, the security behind it, and the overall design. So an example of this would be our uh, learning ecosystem. You're not just tapping into a learning management system necessarily. You're tapping into the um, wireless network on the learn that the learning management system um, goes over, or uh, a plagiarism software that's linked to it, or um, the video capabilities that are part of it. It creates something that is more helpful to the university because it's not just about the IT. It's usually about actually solving a, a bigger problem mm. for the campus and for the more of the mission. It's more difficult to outsource. And I would argue mm. also that that um, IT providers are um, and, and employees who are a part of the IT organization, they start to become more excited because they're connected to the mission of the university. Yeah. They're not doing IT for IT sake anymore. They're doing it because it leads to something bigger and larger. Is level two evolving in itself? I would imagine it is. I mean, yeah. just with the cloud, before we get to level three, yeah. what are you discovering in level two in itself that you're having to keep up with as a domain? Absolutely. So um, obviously cloud is changing a lot of level two. And what we see is uh, data. There's a ton of data being generated across the spectrum in various services um, or various areas. And how do you take all that information and make intelligence out of that? Right. How do you do that? Um, and that, that's a mm -hmm. challenge at level two that is, is still being worked out. Now, so now let's, let's get into what's emerging. Level three, what's that? Level three. So level three. Now, by the way, is this a, is this a common uh, sort of technology term? Or did you guys come up with this framework of one, two, and three? Where is that from? It was an easy way to quickly classify. Yeah. And one of the things that we talked about with it is it's not, there's not necessarily a hierarchy here. Like level one is, is incredibly right. it's important. It's not bad versus good. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It doesn't mean, yeah. you know, level one, it, it, it's, it's understanding when to tap into what level at nice. what time on the campus. Great. So what's level three, Ari? Level three is what we call transformative IT. And this really means that we are uh, bringing the IT groups and the IT components to the table from the start of a problem that is trying to be solved. Mm. And all groups are involved in trying to solve whatever that problem is. And it leads to uh, innovative ideas and creative solutions that may not be able to occur in isolation. So let me give you an example. Um, it, we're in higher ed here. Uh, I, I'm sure the term silo is not uh, unique to our environment yeah, here. I'm sure not those uncommon, are not anywhere. uncommon, right? Um, and so when you approach a problem as a college, you may only be looking at that problem from your perspective. Right. And, and it's difficult to step outside of your vision, if you will, to see other possible solutions. Yeah. Transformative IT or this I, um, level three of IT really means when you have a problem that you need to solve, you're not doing it in that silo or in that isolation. You bring to the table clear partners and IT needs to be at the table. There are very few problems anymore in this world that are solved where there is no IT component. 
Yes. And traditionally in level two, um, if you have a problem that you are going to be solving, IT is brought in towards the rear end of that process. You do your requirements gathering, you do your normal project process, right. and IT somewhere at the end goes, oh, yes, we need someone to know something about XYZ, and let's yeah. bring in those IT people who are down in my basement. Um, <laughs> we, Eating pizza. It, it, yeah. probably, yeah. Of course. Yeah. What, is there anything else? No, nothing. Um, it, the big difference between this level two and level three is that at level three, IT is brought in and listens to the requirements from the, the, the various units at the start of the process, the part of the dialogue at the beginning. Yeah. And that having that diverse set of skill sets around the table when you're trying to solve a problem, it, you're no longer looking at it from your own silo and you've yeah. got various ideas. All of a sudden, innovation starts to occur around that table. And it's a, a need, not just at this campus, but we see it occurring all over. And you meant, you asked the question if we had come up with these terms. And yes, the level one, level two, level three, the, the, that specific term and, and the transformative IT, yes. But when we look at what's happening elsewhere at other um, universities, they may not use those same terms, but that transformative IT is starting to emerge. With the, you know, level three, it starts to tap in, and Ori was talking about this, about the innovation piece. And when you have different uh, disciplines, different people coming together to form a team, there's and there's um, interesting literature on what makes teams successful. One of the things that makes a team successful is how quickly information can transfer amongst that team in order to be able to accelerate whatever they're doing. And oftentimes, IT tools potentially can happen, help with that. The second thing is there's an equality amongst the team. And what Ori was tapping into is usually at level two, it, IT is thought of more in that afterthought. But there's something about, again, bringing a unique team together to solve a more complicated problem with it. And then it's this like um, fail fast concept or iterate. And IT is really good for knowing how to iterate quickly, move on, and, and increasingly having less of an ego about, again, the tools themselves, but focusing actually on whatever problem they're trying to solve. So one of the things on this campus that we're talking a lot about is increasing the student experience mm -hmm. and making sure that any student that comes to our campus, that they don't have a Byzantine bureaucratic transactional process as they try to matriculate through the campus, that it's more um, elegant, more seamless, and they can focus their cognitive load in the classroom, not at figuring out how to register for classes or how to sign up for their um, health insurance. And part of the reason we're starting to have these exciting conversations is because we're bringing together groups like the Enrollment Services Group comes together with the undergraduate education and yeah, student, student affairs. affairs and all, right. Exactly. Yeah. So it's again. And it's, what it's doing is it's uncovering sort of the issues, the emerging issues students are finding where they're deeply distracted right. by having to set, get their IT set up to then really focus on why they're here in the first place. So, so it's really, see, to me, your example just now is is really at the heart of what this is about. Because if it's all, if it, all it's about is that we can be more efficient in our work, that in itself could be an element of we transformed how we're working together. But it has to be in service of the core mission, which is the research and the teaching. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. And, and I think we've thought for a long time that we are really doing this. You made a comment ago that, that IT is... 
um, I'm not sure if you said this, but more like nimble. That, that it, Agile, yes. And they also were not taught, I think, in, in coming here, what it is to be nimble. And, and the politics here doesn't make it easy to be nimble. Mm-hmm. And I say here, I don't mean here at Boulder. I'm saying here in the education world, mm. the politics of the nature of shared governance who do you have to involve in all this? How do we involve the right people to get them to focus on where we're trying to go? So, so let's let's continue with this distinction between two and three. So, paint a picture of another example of where you see there could be opportunities for level three. So, I see one one spot is student success. Clearly, a hot topic amongst all higher ed today. Yeah, the folks leading what is meant by student success mm-hmm. often comes. Um, from the student affairs side of the house. The problem that is being looked at is what leads to student success. When you ask that question, the answer isn't obviously clear, but if you work at level three to help answer that question, you will bring to the table a diverse group of people, including the IT organization. And that doesn't happen at level two? No, level two, you may try answering that question and say, hey, we need data from here, here, and here to help answer that question. Yeah. Oh, let's go talk to the IT department and ask for that data from them. I see. That's level two. So the distinction is, am I paying attention to who should be at the table versus the siloed version of, I need to get this thing installed. Who, who, Who is the client in this case? And you already have the answer before you're really exploring what even the problem is exactly at the at the level three the the IT organization has a stake in the problem. They are at the table. They are uh, wanting to. They have. Oh, I hate the term skin in the game, but they got skin yes. in the game to answer this problem or this question. Typically, the people having those conversations wouldn't think. You know what? We should have the IT folks here listening or participating in this. Right. They would think, right. that's like you said, yes. let's get our stuff together yep. Exactly. Yep. and then tell them what we and need. Tell them yeah. what we need. So there's an education component here. Hmm. Absolutely. So, yeah. so see this this idea of being at C at the table. I've, I've been hearing for 30 years from different organizations within mm-hmm. higher ed. This sense of like people don't really see that our contribution needs to be in in the early stage. It's been a conversation for the longest time. It seems to me that you're at a really interesting time in this conversation because there is a greater recognition how IT is driving change. Right, and yeah, and IT has the um, access to the data and putting the data together in new and interesting patterns and ways and then getting the data presented in a format for people to be able to do something and make decisions based on that data. So it's you know, normalizing the data, then taking it, presenting it, but then bringing people together, people to solve the problems together right. in new ways. And that's, so it's not, it's not only the seat at the table, but it's building through the entire process and, and leveraging the information, the institutional knowledge, the um, uniqueness that exists, that is inherent to different schools and colleges together. But it's in order to create some sort of action. That's yeah. where there's the, the word that we keep bouncing around between ourselves is there's this acceleration that's happening. Yeah. And that's not to diminish other other groups that want to be at the table. It's just that there is there there is something that is happening that is there's a power or an acceleration. And I think all too often campus leaders again look at the IT shop as a hey, you know I'm just gonna just fix our computers. And in right. the reality is I think it can be leveraged so much 
much more to better support the academic mission and can create that acceleration. And it's trying to create that awareness okay. that there that that exists. So when the conversations are going well, meeting with people on the academic side of the house, what kind of engagement are you getting back? And when they're not going well, mm -hmm. what's happening? So I could describe a no nine, names. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let me. Yesterday, no, no. no. But just, listen, everybody knows this is not an easy thing to navigate, and part of this is getting people's attention. But there's some that are looking at this and they're going, "Wait a second, um, they already have a view or, or a prejudice about what IT offers and doesn't offer." And it's, there's a certain kind of wake-up call you're trying to provide. So I'd imagine when the conversations are going well, is this because people are already anticipating needs, but they're not going well? What's happening? How, what are you discovering in the people who are not engaging in this? So the, the, the prime example when it doesn't go well is somebody across campus who goes to a conference sees a particular technology, right. gets excited because of how it was sold to them, comes back on campus and just wants to implement it, mm -hmm. and doesn't realize that actually the problem that they're trying to solve is, is part of the problems that other groups are also trying to solve. And so you have this scatter effect where everybody is kind of going in opposite directions trying to solve the same problem. Right. They heard this for the first time and you've been talking exactly. about this for three years. Exactly. exactly. And so you get this energy outward instead of trying to collapse the energy inward to say, forget about whatever vendor. Yeah. They seem really cool. They have a cool interface. Right, Something's good. going on. It's, it's what is the problem you're trying to solve? And so when it's going well, it's leaders or, or groups groups across campus who are, are uncovering and unpacking um, the question of what is the problem that they're trying to solve, and they don't even think about the technology. Yeah. They, they recognize that what we need to do, for example, is we need to understand when students start to disengage what is happening mm. and um, you know they may they may be going to the rec center less they may be going to class less they may be checking in online less but and so it's 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 a question about engagement but the way that student affairs looks at it is different than the way a faculty member looks at right. it and so if we can unpack all of that and, and get, get everybody to the, problem, to the table yeah to have those conversations yeah and getting not and getting to, once they're at the table you get them all in alignment to to solve the problem, right? And but they all want. Everyone has the best intentions, but as we know, sometimes they go off in their own direction. So when we're all at the same table, we all have the same direction with the same goal, and it's all identified from the start. That's transformative. Well, you know what's really interesting about this? I've been imagining it's also shifting your own engagement and enthusiasm for this work, right? Because if all it is is putting in hardware and software, it's like you know, there, there's, there's like, it's not that you could do it with your eyes closed, but there's no creativity in that. There's no, there's no, I mean, there's creativity in ter terms of doing it efficiently or effectively, but this has got to be shifting people's point. My sense is the two of you are really like, this is going to sort of open things up even in your own work and enthusiasm for your work. So how is this shifting this for you, Marin? So uh, I think that... You're always smiling. I'm always seeing you <laughs> smiling and happy. You know, I tell people the best place to work is an IT organization at a university. In Boulder. It, well, Boulder doesn't help because it's a beautiful <laughs> place. That's fair. But because there's uh, the conversation is always evolving and changing. Yeah. And you're absolutely right. It's not about the, it's not about the technology itself. It's about what the technology... 
um, can enable. And I think that in support of college campuses are places where there's knowledge creation and where more so than ever, I think we need we need the campuses to um, educate students and um, uh, understand objectivity and um, uh, educate them in liberal arts and in science. And there's there's something that even though and my work is in IT, it, I very much feel so connected to the mm-hmm. idea that it's part of this, this larger mission. I may be helping a faculty member um, on some, something that's related to IT, but it enables her to be able to continue her work about in her investment in ethics and inclusivity in K through 12 schools. Nice. And that may transform something in, 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 you know, across the US. Nice. Like there's, it, it, the connection to something larger is really powerful. And I I recently read an article in Entrepreneurial about in three years, the millennials are going to overtake Gen Xers as far as um, the amount in the workplace. And because of that, in, in the millennials, they want to be connected to their, their the, the social good is really important to them. The, um, the leveraging technology came up as one of the top four. The idea that um, they are inherently wanting to be um, curious, they want to be engaged. And again, technology feeds into all this, right. like it is that- They're coming and prepared to be in this conversation. Yeah, yes. Right? Versus yeah, so for the have- rest of us, for me in particular, I've had to learn how to, I mean, you two are younger than me, but I had to learn because, I, and, I, and I love learning, so I bring that mindset anyways, but this next generation doesn't have any of that package. Right. What are you What are you excited on about, Ori, right now that you're working on? What I'm really excited about um, is in this transformative IT, being at the table, um, no one likes to be told what to do. Yeah. And in, uh, in my background and my role here, um, in the really layer one, the operational type stuff. Um, no offense to fast food um, workers, but when you work in fast food, you're an order taker. Yeah. You come, someone, your customer comes to you, yeah. says what they want, and you just deliver exactly. You don't question, you don't right. modify, you don't you, think. You, don't think. Yeah. you just deliver. Yeah. I want XYZ software. Right. You go, you, okay, I don't know why you want that. I don't know what good that will do. Is that going to help you with your mission? I have no idea, but I will be here and I will help you get that software installed. There's no fun in that, if you will. There's no greater sense of purpose, if you will, as Marin just described. So what excites me is um, being at the table and helping solve these solutions, being a part of something larger. We have people come to us and say, hey, we're struggling to figure out um, how to manage this kind of data. Can you sit with the table with us, look at what we're trying to do and help us form a solution to solve this problem cool. of ours? The problem they're solving is curing cancer. I mean, what a greater good, right? So we are now at the table. The technologists are being able to uh, be asked. And we're now, um, there's a willingness to bring us to the table to assist them in uh, in these whatever area or whatever problem that they are trying to solve, and and this really this is exciting. This is a new age of IT. Um, we are coming out of the uh, the basement. Those that were f- fans of the IT crowd, right? <laughs> those days are over yeah, now, yeah. Um, and and we must be more skilled. We must have uh, IT traditionally has some of these the agility, the creativity, the innovativeness. We're used to fast paced life right. and changes. But the place that I would imagine that's really a critical 
um, skill to develop is relationship skills. Mm. Yes. You're, you're fundamentally, yes. to be at the table anywhere, you need to be able to be trusted. And that trust comes out of building relationship. And, you know, many roles, and I've, I've talked with lots of people in different roles, whether it's on the finance side, um, whether it's on the IT side, relationship skills is not the skill that got you that job. It was your technical skills on the finance side, technical skills in IT. So part of the transformation I'd imagine too is how are we elevating the relationship skills so that when we're at the table, we're able to, to really have this not be a technology conversation, mm -hmm. right? You two get this, but I would imagine is that that's a part of your work is how are we, how are we acclimating our community of IT people to be bringing that mindset. Mm -hmm. No, so that you're absolutely correct. And um, I hope the uh, CIO is not listening here, but um, I will say our organization to to, to their credit has um, been, you, you, we've had to change a little bit here. And we the individuals that are really at the leadership now in the IT organization have these skills of relationship building. Yeah. Um, and it is not, uh, so much about the technology. Um, when you look at our organization as a whole now, you see a lot less technologists and you see a lot of analyst types. Mm. Um, and you see a lot of um, uh, folks who are l less, I don't want to say hardcore IT. And yes, we still have the programmers and we still have the systems right. and we still have the network engineers. Absolutely, absolutely, they're still required. But we have a large group of individuals as well that have these skills that are relationship building, the people side of skills, if you will, um, because it is so important that at all levels of the organization, you, they can have conversations with campus about something, maybe IT related or a problem, whatever the problem is that they're trying to solve without diving so technical. Right. And, um, and, and that's, it's a, it's, there's definitely a, to your point, a change of people. Yeah, is needed. and change your perspective, perspective about yeah. what you think your contribution is yeah. and how you enter that conversation. Because a tech technology folks, at least of my generation, would have been handed, here's the requirements, go do it. There really wasn't as much a need to have to be in the kind of conversations to build rapport, to build trust. What we're seeing too is there's a lot more it, curiosity. People are bringing curiosity as opposed to bringing what skills they apply to it. They, instead of having the IT person needing to convince their uh, convince a group about their knowledge or their skills, the IT person, I think the level three IT person comes by saying, let's open up a dialogue and a conversation about what are, what are the problems you're trying to solve. Yeah. And it, it's yeah. the the conversation shifts yeah. away from the IT and it goes towards what what are the needs of HR? What are the needs of the finance and budget office? What are the needs of a particular academic college? And that 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 shifts, like you said, the the conversation and that aligns with the idea that that you know, being curious and being innovative and and it's about problem solving. And then then you reach into your bag of tricks or the technology right. software solutions, and then you start applying it, but it's only after you've understood and really gotten deep into what is the problem we're trying to solve. Right. You know, it's interesting, you just yeah. said level three IT person. What just occurred to me is that is that you're fundamentally in different conversations 
it's, it's not in the sense that you're a different person. I'm, I'm now finding myself in a level one conversation, and that's who I, that's the conversation I, I need to be in. But I need to be skilled in all three conversations. I think that's yeah, right. That's, that's exactly well said. And then, and then you need yeah. you need people to recognize the kind of conversation they need to be in with their with their customers at any given moment, exactly. and then redirect them. Yes, yep. and that's exactly. I mean, when when somebody is having a problem and their computer is crashed and they're just about to give a presentation in front of five hundred people, right. they don't want to have a level three <laughs> conversation there you go. about you that's know right. something about you know transformative. They need that problem fixed and the level of urgency. Yeah. And the the IT person, the best thing they can do is fix their computer. And so that's why we did have these conversations about it's not a hierarchy, it's applying different levels appropriate to the circumstance and being savvy enough to be able to, to understand that and constantly shift in that's and out beautiful. of that. So if people are interested in learning more about what you're up to, whether it's the other campuses, whether it's other institutions in different states, where can they look online? Do you have a recommendation where they can look to learn more? Is there a learn more place besides this podcast? We have, so as part of um, a uh, campus-wide conversation, our white paper is on the Academic Futures website. So, so maybe what we'll do is we'll, we'll, we can actually make that white paper available. Sure. Can we share that with people? Absolutely. Okay, Absolutely. so we'll, we'll create that available right on the website yeah. so they can download it and read it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because I think this white yeah. paper, it's what I love about it, it's succinct, but it but it basically lays out the case for why to do this. And my guess is other institutions are looking at this going, how do we frame this conversation? And I think that the level one through level three is a, is a, is a really clear way of framing it. Any final words, Ori? I think that these uh, level three idea it would re will resonate uh, with many in IT um, and outside IT. I don't think it's a new concept, yeah. but I do like the, the it is a framework to discuss. Mm -hmm. And when people come up and say, hey, Ori, what do you do at the University of Colorado? I don't tell them I'm in IT or I don't tell them necessarily the first thing I say is I'm a director of operations and cloud infrastructure. No, I tell them. I'm, I work at the University of Colorado. I help solve problems. Nice. Mm, cool. That's how you start the conversation. And then they say, tell me more. Exactly. And then you get into the weeds. Exactly. All right. Yep. You, you go back to your history. And then they may <laughs> say, hey, I got a computer problem. Can you help me fix it? That's where I'm going to your mouth shut. <laughs> exactly. So you're a dentist. You want to tell anybody that you're a dentist. Because <laughs> I'll bring you to a computer. What about you? Marin. So I uh, I had an interesting conversation not long ago with a dean at a at another university, and it was it was around these ideas. And the one thing that she brought up was, um, and it, it, it and you, I know a lot of the people that listen to your podcast are leaders across the country. It's international, you know, trying to figure out um, how to do things better. And so and and what she came to the conclusion after we were talking through some of these ideas is she said, you know, I've missed the opportunity to demand more out of my IT organization. Mm. And so the idea of, of of reaching down in particular because the IT organization is changing because they are more and more millennials. And I think they are there so you can tap into and as leaders of an institution of, 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 of working more closely with your IT organization and saying, I know there's more there and I want to do, I want, I want the level three, I think would be a really 
a really interesting conversation to have with your CIO or to pull people. And we've even seen, I mean, some of the graduate students that work within our organization and they're able to pull together data in transformative ways that the, the provost or the AVC um, CFO will say, wow, where did this come from? And it came from our students. So as a final thought or a call to action, demand more of your IT organization because I think they can deliver. Beautiful. Well, here's what I'm excited about. I want to make sure we stay connected on this because as you have more success, I would love to have you two back on the show. What do you think? We'd love to. Love to. Excellent. Absolutely. Well, listen, thank you very much. And uh, we're going we're gonna to take it out at this point. But uh, look on the website. We'll share some of the information that is happening here at the university. And enjoy. Thank you both very much. Thanks. Thank Alan. you.